It's been 24 years since the All Blacks last won the Rugby World Cup, but many are hoping that hosting the event will give a home field advantage and help the All Blacks lift the William Webb Ellis Trophy for a second time. However, playing at home also adds extra pressure. In this Radio New Zealand Insight, Barry Guy looks at what it takes to win the World Cup. The game is all over. And the All Blacks have won this match against the French by 29 points to 9. And the All Blacks become the first holders of the William Webb Ellis Trophy, the Rugby World Cup. They are supreme in world rugby. The 20th of June 1987, the All Blacks beat France to lift the World Cup for the first of what New Zealand hoped would be many times. Unfortunately, since then, the tournament hasn't gone well for the men in black. Just one other final and four years ago, their worst ever result, defeat in the quarter-finals. But this year, there could be one big thing in their favour. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my great pleasure to announce that the host union for Rugby World Cup 2011 is New Zealand. The 2011 Rugby World Cup comprises 48 matches spread over six weeks, similar to the format used 24 years ago, but the game has completely changed. Professionalism means it's faster and much more demanding. Teams closely analyse play and performance, recording footage of their own players and opposing teams. And there is just as much support off the field as there is on. In 1987, there was a squad and a small group of management. Teams stayed on the field at half-time and coaches stayed in the stands. Replacements were seldom used. David Kirk led the All Blacks to the inaugural title. He told a rugby function in Wellington recently that they did it with a special team. Oh, I don't think you can ever sort of pick one single thing and say that was that was the difference. Uh, I think we you know, we never took anything for granted. We knew we were a good team from the start, and that team had to really come together during the World Cup. We hadn't played much together before. That it was a new team, and maybe that helped us because you know we had a sense of humility about what we had to achieve. Um, and we just, every step of the way, we got better uh, and we focused on what we had to do in the next game. Um, I think we, in a way we were lucky though, we just, I mean, some great players emerged from that 87 team that hadn't played a lot of international rugby before that, so uh, it was the right team at the right time. Gary Wetton takes it down, drops his shoulder in at the oncoming French forwards who drive the All Blacks back a couple of metres, but they have the ball. Kirk looks to kick on the short side and then breaks through. Up to the halfway, David Kirk. Who's with him? Nobody yet. Kerwin was looming up. Pierce run, uh, Alan Wetton's there to scoop the ball up. Away to Kerwin. Is this Kerwin's try? Yes! The surprising thing for us was the journey that we went on. When we first started, no one really knew what the World Cup was all about, but by the end of it, we sort of all understood the importance and uh, now there's a lot of pressure on us back then because the All Blacks were world champions without having to play a World Cup. So I think looking back, it was very important to win that first one just to make sure that the, the reputation that the All Blacks had built up over 100 years was kept in, in shape. So we did that and then how incredibly quickly it was over. I mean, we're all back at work on Monday. <laughs> John Kerwin, one of the undoubted stars of 87. 2011 and playing at home again. Does that give the All Blacks the best opportunity to win for a second time? David Kirk believes it is a help to be playing in front of your own fans. It is an advantage to be at home. Clearly there's pressure at home, it's, it's, but there's pressure always for the All Blacks. You know, we have to win every game and we have to prove we're the best. 
they might say there's a bit more pressure because you know, it's people on the street corner rather than people on the other side of the world who are putting that pressure on you, but I don't think it's that different. But I think a lot of teams find it hard to win in New Zealand. Partly it's the conditions, I think. Partly it's the fact that like everyone's against you. You feel as if you're playing against a nation. Uh, and partly I think it's because the All Blacks play even better at home than they do outside the country. Playing at home can be a burden. The coach of the 87 side, Sir Brian Lahore, says the country needs to demand excellence from the side, but the fans also need to remain positive. Lahore says it can be difficult to perform to your best in front of the New Zealand supporters. It is tough touring your own country. Uh, it's tough because everybody wants a piece of you. You can't sort of get away from it. And, uh, you, you know, every, every city the guys go to, there'll be the players will have friends there, or family. And uh, so uh, I always felt that it was easier when you're out of the country, to be, to be honest, from a team point of view. But, of course, you're out of the country, you haven't got the same support um, from, the, from the stands. So, you know, one balances the other out, but it it's, needs to be looked at very carefully when you're touring your own country. As far as the players are concerned, they know the pressure is on them and many feel playing at home doesn't really make any difference. Centre Conrad Smith says it's their job to respond to expectations. But he hopes the fans will enjoy the occasion and not get too focused on results. Yeah, it's uh, you know, something we're used to and I suppose the challenge now is to live up to it because that's something we haven't done and you know, All Black's a pretty proud record. Um, probably we don't like admitting it as New Zealanders but you know, what the All Blacks have achieved over the last five, ten years um, has been pretty outstanding. You, know, you look at all sports but... Uh, you know, the World Cup, no one's denying that. That's the, the one thing that uh, we haven't achieved as we should, so it's a, it's a challenge that uh, still evades us and it'll be nice to sort it out. The current coach, Graham Henry, hasn't had his side together yet this year, but he regularly meets up with them as a part of his patrol of the Super Rugby franchises. He says he's already picked up a vibe from the players. The attitude of the players right now is one of excitement. Uh, they're, they're really looking forward to this Rugby World Cup. They're stimulated by the challenge. They really feel excited about being playing Rugby World Cup in New Zealand and the New Zealand fans and so on. So there's a lot of sim stimulation and excitement there. Um, I think by revisiting the failures of the past will give extra, actually edge rather than inhibiting players. Um, so I think that's the goal is to increase the edge rather than inhibit people. Every person spoken to for this program, including those overseas, felt the All Blacks will benefit from playing at home. But international competitors are also hoping the extra pressure coming from the expectations of a home win will count against the New Zealanders. The BBC rugby commentator Alistair Eakin says previous World Cups have shown that any team can knock over a top side and go deep into a tournament. But Eakin feels England are too early in their development to win this time, and the home side deserves to be favourites again. The big questions are, from, a, from an English media perspective, have they got a team now uh, where in 2007 they had a, a, a fantastic squad of individuals? Have they got a team? Have they got a, a side that can, that can stare at, at, the, uh, at the abyss, if you like, when things are not going their way, and can they dig it out and turn it around. I think now they've got that ability and, and Graham Henry knows that all too well that over the years, you know, the All Blacks have, have peaked between World Cups and everybody around the rest of the world likes to, to point out that fact. Um, I think that 
you know, they're, they're a wonderful side, this lot. Um, I don't think you can debate that. And look at the number of people with real quality on the sidelines. That's always a good indicator, isn't it? But I think, crucially, Graham Henry's moulded a team this time as opposed to a squad. And for that reason, I would have them as my favourites. Four years ago, rugby supporters in this country were downcast after the quarterfinal defeat to France in Cardiff. Just a couple of weeks later, the country was split after the coaching squad of Graham Henry, Steve Hansen and Wayne Smith was reappointed for another four years, prompting the other contender, Robbie Deans, to head to Australia to take up the national coaching position with the Wallabies. There is great weight on Henry's shoulders. He'll be hoping to sign off with success on the biggest rugby stage. But the All Blacks captain, Richie McCaw, says as coach, Graham Henry shouldn't feel under any more pressure from the public than anyone else in the squad. Falls on everyone really, everyone that's picked in the All Blacks, um, obviously the coaches are the ones in charge, um, even myself as captain, you know, there's responsibilities there but I think everyone in the team, management included, all got to do their little bit so that we can go out and perform and um, you know, if we all do our job right we you know, get in the starting blocks and, uh, and give ourselves a chance but uh, certainly the, the coaches leading it and perhaps the senior players have got to get it right first. Graham Henry came under scrutiny after the loss to France and Cardiff and he admits they were at fault in 2007 for not looking at history. I know it might sound a wee bit naive but in 2007 we didn't look back. And the reason why we didn't look back is because we'd gone on Grand Slam tours and been successful. We'd had two Grand Slam successes prior to 2007 and we just took one game at a time and we thought that philosophy was good for Rugby World Cup and um, but looking back on 2-7 even straight after the game in 2-7 which was reasonably difficult times uh, we I thought we should have looked at 2003 and why they hadn't been successful so we're, we're, we're delving into the past and what it means and can we learn from that so we're looking at 2007 we're looking at the last 24 years um, and see if that if we can if we can ascertain some strategies from that that are going to be helpful going to this World Cup in 2011. There were obvious failings four years ago. The rotation policy, where the coaches made constant changes to the team and the belief that resting players would keep them fresh. On-field choices and the overall game plan also drew criticism. The winning captain in 87, David Kirk, says while a lot would have been learnt from the Cardiff defeat, it would be dangerous to just focus on the things they did poorly in that match. I think it's a mistake to think this coming World Cup will be like the last one, so as long as we don't do what we did in the last one, and the last one will be right in this one. Every World Cup's new, and everything's different, and the weather's different, the time of year's different, the age is different, the players are different, so you, you can't pretend that the, if we just focus on what we didn't do well last time, we'll win this one. We've got to sort of reinvent everything for this World Cup. The 87 coach, Sir Brian Lahore, thinks retaining the coaches after 2007 was the right decision and that they should carry on with their own style of play and not change just for the tournament. Lahore, who also managed the All Blacks at the 95 tournament, says a lot of things need to work in a team's favour in order to win the World Cup. Unfortunately, in a World Cup situation, once you get past the early rounds, it's, it's one mistake and you're gone. And I think uh, if you look back over the 24 years, we just about every time we've been knocked over, we have actually made some critical errors, errors of judgment, uh, errors in form, and maybe the odd selectorial error. 
Um, so it, it is tougher. Uh, it's a knockout, and a knockout's blinking hard. Lahore says it was obvious the All Blacks were better than the rest last year, but the rest will catch up this year, so the All Blacks need to improve again. So what about the opposition? There are probably five teams that could win it. The All Blacks, South Africa, Australia, England and France. Not a lot needs to be said about the Springboks. They'll always be contenders, and they're likely to meet the All Blacks in the semi-finals. There are also questions about their coach Peter de Villiers, whose comments regularly hit the headlines. Last year he suggested referees in the Tri-Nations were, in his words, conspiring to let the All Blacks win in order to show the hosts of the 2011 World Cup in the best possible light. And in 2009 he backed a player who was charged with eye-gouging in a match. The South African media have regularly been on his back and some sections of the media have questioned whether the players completely support him. However, the former Springbok captain, Bob Skinstad, has no doubts about the team's unity. You know, he's different. South Africa is different. I've mentioned a number of times we've got 11 official languages, you know, so it's, it's, not, as if, it's not as if his quotes are always going to come out, you know, the way he meant them when he's, when he's in about his third language. So he ends up sounding sometimes like a real old eccentric, um, you know, coach that, that not everyone can understand. But the players have bought into what he wants to do, and he wants to win World Cups. He's beaten the Lions, you know, he's won the Tri-Nations, he's, he's, he's done exceptionally well as a coach. I think there's a factor of the public losing a little bit of um, patience with him, you know, and his, and his outlandish statements. But if that doesn't translate through to the team, then that's OK. John Mitchell, who coached the All Blacks at the 2003 World Cup, has also assisted the England side and has coached Super Rugby in Australia and South Africa. He would love to see the All Blacks win at home, but he feels the style of game and conditions here could well suit the Springboks, although it will depend on the players' de Villiers picks. A lot of these will come down to the selection uh, of players. Again, I think they'll back experience like the All Blacks. But yeah, I'm not sure whether Peter de Villiers will bring his own own stamp on the, the style of football, whether it will be a, um, predominantly a bull style of football or a shark style or a stormer style. Um, certainly there'll be um, an element of the stormer's defence in there and if there's a large bulls composition, I'm, I can't see them going too far away from, from playing that style of football. Mitchell feels the teams that have won the World Cup have had strong captains and therefore it would be fitting for Richie McCaw to lift the trophy this time. While the box could be ageing, the Wallabies might be a bit green. The Wallaby great John Eels feels the Australian team will be better after this World Cup, but that doesn't mean they can't win in October. Eels played 86 tests for Australia, 55 as captain, and won the World Cup twice in 1991 and 1999. There are plenty of New Zealanders wondering if the loss of Robbie Deans to the other side of the ditch will come back to bite this country. Eels says in the end it comes down to the players on the field, but Deans will have certainly got them well prepared. Any coach is going to put his stamp on a team, and I think Robbie's, Robbie's philosophy, if I could sum it up, I think is much more modern as far as the education of players is concerned. Like When I came up through school, uh, and it reflects the education system these days too, I think when I came up through school, we were told what we had to learn. These days, students are taught how to think. I look at my kids and at a very early age, that they teach them how to think and make up their own mind and why would you make up your mind? And to me that's what Robbie does as a coach. Like He doesn't say this is what you do and this is how you're going to do it. He just presents them with circumstances and lets them learn. They learn about what's in front of them, learn how to actually become better players. 
That issue of making the right decisions is perhaps part of the hangover of 2007. Andrew Hoare lost it for it. It's over. Bellasard runs to the touchline. Were the right decisions made in the Millennium Stadium that night? The All Blacks captain, Richie McCaw, says he does think about what happened in Cardiff four years ago. I, I do, because I, I, in terms of wanting to learn from it, like thinking about what would have done different, I, I don't get, uh, you know, I was a bit gutted for a while about it, but, you know, you've got to get past that. But the right thing now is to take your lessons from it. You know, I always said, uh, it's how you get back on the horse and the, the experiences and the lessons you take out of a key, and I think... That's why you've got to look back at times, but you know, hopefully uh, we'll, uh, the things we didn't quite get right we'll, we'll rectify and hopefully be better for it. John Kerwin, who coaches Japan, will attend his fifth World Cup this year, two as a player and now three as a coach. He says the country must remain positive to allow the team to focus on their job. There's just so much pressure on the players because we haven't won it for 24 years that the, the game takes on a a different dimension, you know. I think they're running out there with too much pressure. I think the most important thing for them to do is just play. World Cup's World Cup. It's very hard to plan for because it changes, and the way you play it changes while you're there. So, you know, I think the most important thing that the All Blacks can do is just, you know, try and take as much pressure off us as we can under understand the importance. I think that's, you know, the an important thing to do. It's important. It's not just an everyday test match, but it's not it's not so important that you need to tense up and not play your game. Graham Henry says he's a better coach having been through the World Cup of 2007, but does that mean he'll have the All Blacks better prepared this time? The proof will be in how we how we play in 2011 and particularly in the Rugby World Cup. But I, I think you learn a lot from those things and I think the continuity of the selection of players and this is the most experienced All Black team in the history of the game and and the reselection of the coaches to carry on to this World Cup can only be helpful. I hope it's going to be helpful. Uh, that's the gut feel I get. So you, uh, that continuity I think is important. Being through that experience in 2007 I think will be very important. Um, and there's a lot of people in this group have gone through that experience. A mental skills coach, Dave Hadfield, has done some work for the New Zealand Rugby Union, including helping the New Zealand under-20 side before their World Championship campaign. Hadfield says for any team that is expected to win, there is added pressure, especially in front of a home crowd, but the mind can be trained to cope with that. I say to the, to the young boys that that expectation is, is normal if you're talented. And I think there's something in the Bible that says to whom much is given, much is expected, and they embrace it, you know, as I say, it's either a expectation is either a, a weight on your shoulders or it's a warm wind blowing at your back. You you want to get to a stage, I think, in, you know, in big events where where athletes can walk out onto the stage and have trust, you know, and I think trust, I know with the, the 20s boys, I use a little little uh, mnemonic, which is C squared equals T, and, and the two C's are clarity and confidence. 
and that equals trust. Trust that you're going to give of your best. Trust that you're going to make good decisions under pressure. Trust that you can do your job. Trust in the game plan. Trust in your management. Trust in your teammates. And if you've got clarity about what's expected of you, clarity around your role, clarity around what you expect from the opposition, um, then... And, and you're confident in yourself, you're confident in your ability, you know how to, to, to feel confident, you know how to get it back if you lose it, then you're going to have trust that, that the job's going to be done. But I've used a couple of quotes, I'm a, I'm a great quotes man, one from Shakespeare that says, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And another little quote from John Milton in Paradise Lost, where he said, the mind is its own place and can make a hell of a heaven or a heaven of a hell. And so in any situation that we go into, how we perceive it, how we think about it, how we deal with it, will determine how we respond. It has been obvious in recent years that the All Blacks have matured since 2007. They respond better in difficult situations and bounce back after a loss. The All Black coaches are just now getting their hands on the players as the Super Rugby season starts to wind up. Hurricane Centre Conrad Smith says he's always found it helpful to have Henry, Hanson or Smith keeping in touch in the early part of the season as that communication is needed to help the players prepare for the international campaign. I think what they've been really good um, at doing um, last year, um, especially, and, and this year, they, you know, they, they meet with players and they're really responsive to, you know, they'll, they'll come up, they do the research, I mean, that's their sort of job at the moment. They, they look at a lot of things and they come up with a lot of ideas, but ultimately it's, it's where the players buy into it and, and they're really good, you know, they'll, they'll sell something if they really believe it, then they'll usually convince us, and, um, but if they feel we're not happy with it, then, you know, they're just as equal, they'll, they'll pull away and sort of find a compromise, so I think they've been doing that this year already with players sort of, without interfering with, with teams, just sort of speak, speaking to individuals, and that's what they'll do when, you know, the team is selected and everyone comes together, and from that you, you sort of come up with a game plan. The New Zealand Rugby Union has a lot riding on an All Blacks win. It's set to lose $10 million a loss it's budgeted for as a part of the bid to gain the rights to host the tournament. However, having the tag of World Cup champions should certainly help when it comes to gaining sponsors, which could help to recoup some of that debt. At the grassroots level, the Rugby Union's General Manager of Community and Provincial Rugby, Brent Anderson, says it's looking for benefits, but not hanging everything on a win. What we want is to have things in place that if kids and when kids come and, and say they want to play rugby, they get a great experience because realistically most of the growth will be at that kids level, our, our Small Blacks program under 13. Uh, hopefully we can, we can keep some more teenagers playing in the game and maybe clubs, you know, some, some players at club level uh, just gives them the spur to, to either join a club when they leave secondary school or maybe stay playing a wee bit longer because, you know, they're excited about being involved in rugby and, and their chance to be part of the game. Being a part of the World Cup isn't just going to benefit New Zealand rugby. It's the main income for the International Rugby Board, which uses much of it in developing the game globally. The manager of the Romanian team, Robert Antonin, who coached the team at the last World Cup, says just qualifying is a huge boost to the sport back home. I enjoy to, to be in New Zealand, you know, because Romania's first victory is to come here. The rugby uh, became very poor after the revolution. And uh, when I arrived in 2004, we had only uh, 3,500 players in Romania. And today we have more than 8,000. So... There is a very good progression and mainly in the schools and in the universities. 
you have to know that we are very realist. Uh, for the guys, they, they have to learn. Uh, I know that it will be very difficult about the result, but it's not very important. It's not very important. The, the, the more important is uh, to participate, to participate, and uh, tomorrow will be another day. That is not the attitude for the All Blacks, though. Once again, they go into a World Cup tip to win. However, everyone who spoke to this programme says there can be no clear favourites for a World Cup because there are too many factors that have to be taken into account, with at least four other teams having a realistic chance of winning. The advice for the millions around the country following the tournament appears to be just sit back and enjoy the ride. David Kirk says it'll be nice that the country will be behind the All Blacks, but in reality, it doesn't make a difference. It's up to the team and the, and the coaches to, to, to be prepared them properly. I mean, they'll know that the, the country's right behind them. They'll know they've got all the support that they need, and that is a big help. That makes you feel good. It makes you feel confident. gives you a great sort of base to go out from. But, you know, 4 million people ain't going to be on the field. There's going to be 15 players on the field. Those individual players have got to take responsibility for what they do, and they've got to deliver on the day. Uh, really, more it's, it's, it's not really in the hands of anyone, but the coaches and the playing team. The current captain, Richie McCaw, says everyone wants to beat New Zealand, and in the end, being number one in the world counts for nothing. I guess it gives you confidence, you know, you can beat anyone on the day. Um, you know, we've got a team that's good enough, but uh, it doesn't give you any rights or guarantees at all. So, you know, that's one of the lessons from last time. Just because you've been playing well up to the tournament, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to World Cup, when you've got uh, every team probably at their peak over four years. and. Um, yeah, we've got to make sure we are as well. The former Australian captain John Eels has no doubts that New Zealand will get behind the All Blacks and that will be a boost to their chances. Big help, big help. Yeah, yes, they'll be nervous, but what World Cup aren't you nervous in? Uh, yes, they'll have pressure, but have they ever gone to a World Cup without pressure? You know, it, it's, it's a much bigger help. They'll have the whole nation behind them and playing on grounds they're familiar with and uh, you know, I think they'll be, they'll be pleased about that. Jeff Wilson was a member of the 1995 team, a side that was said to be the best team at the tournament in South Africa. But that was before the infamous food poisoning episode on the eve of the final. He feels New Zealand has it all in place to win this time. Well, I mean, they've got to go in as favourites. Um, you know, I, I think in any World Cup, we always go with the moment. We've got the most talented team. That's pretty much it. Um, we've just, I suppose, got to carry on the good form from last year. Um, we're going to rely heavily on, on, on a few players, um, but the core group of guys that, that the coaching staff have developed um, have all become really solid and talented and, and good performers consistently at the international level. So we've got to go in as favourites, and um, we've got that home field advantage. Uh, you know, it, you hate to say it, but we should win, the, win this World Cup. You know, it's, I think it's actually ours to lose. That Radio New Zealand Insight programme was written and presented by Barry Guy. It was produced by Gail Woods, technical production by Colette Jansen.